This is True Parenting Audio, Episode 70. Hey everybody, I'm Andy Smithson, and this is True Parenting Audio the podcast where parents will find inspiration and practical parenting tips that not only change kids' behavior, but build powerful cycles of continuous growth in your family through the principles of teaching, relationship, and upgrading yourself. Thanks for joining us in this journey to be a true parent. Hey everybody, welcome back to True Parenting Audio. Today I'm going to be sharing with you some ideas. I got recently got some questions on Facebook regarding just how to stay positive and patient when everything around us seems to be going crazy. When the kids are crazy and when life just gets a little bit nuts. And so today I'm going to share with you seven ways that we can stay positive and patient even when the kids get crazy. So recently, my wife left me home with my five kids for the evening while she went to a dinner. This doesn't happen that often, um, just because of the nature of our lives. Um, it, It doesn't happen that often, but it's not necessarily that my wife doesn't trust me with the kids or that I'm not capable of it or I don't like it or any of those sorts of things. It's just that it just doesn't happen that often. Before my wife left for the dinner, she was very kind and she fed our baby boy and put him to sleep before she was leaving so that I could tend to the needs of our other kids and get them ready for bed and and do stories and all of those sorts of things. And with with a quick kiss and I I love you, my wife was out the door and the rest of us were sitting at the dinner table. And within just a few minutes of my wife leaving, my little girl spilled a glass of water, which almost dripped all over the baby that was sleeping in a bouncy seat next to the table. And that spurred on laughter and then subsequent what-if stories being told between my my other children. And they loudly barked these stories back and forth as they tried to talk over each other. And as I went to get towels to clean up the water, my five-year-old son was asking me repeatedly over and over to butter his bread. And by this time, the dull roar of my son's conversation woke up our baby, and he started to cry. And to top all of that off, as I was wiping up the table, my daughter informed me that she had just peed her pants. Parenthood can be crazy. Kids can be crazy. And let's be honest, life at times is crazy. And chances are you've been in a similar situation to the one I just described. And you too have felt parenting overwhelm. It can be difficult to stay positive and patient when the noise level never stops and you're always being bombarded with the next things get crazy around you. So number one, 
is to look for the positive and use humor. Don't just look for the positive in the moment. Look for the positive ahead of time and write those positive statements down. Take those reminders and place sticky notes around the house in places where you need them the most, like the kitchen or the living areas of your house. The song Dirty Dishes by Scotty McCreary illustrates how we can look at the things that drive us crazy right in the face and reframe them in a more positive way. The chorus of this song says, I want to thank you, Lord, for noisy children and slamming doors and clothes scattered all over the floor, my husband working all the time, dragging in dead tired at night, my never-ending messy kitchen, and dirty dishes. We all got real still and quiet, and Daddy asked, "Hun, are you all right? She said, there ain't nothing wrong. Noisy kids are happy kids, and slamming doors just mean we live in a warm and loving home. Your long hours and those dishes in the sink means a job and enough to eat. This is one of my favorite songs by Scotty McCreary. If you're a country fan, you can uh, go to this article on on True Parenting, and I've got a link to the YouTube video um, for Dirty Dishes, and you can read all of the, the lyrics along with the song as well. And using humor can also be a simple way to stop the downhill progression of a situation in our home. With young kids, you can even just say something like, do you want to hear a joke? That will stop them in their tracks almost every time. Then you can share your joke and ask if they have one of their own. Plain silliness can be a fun way to turn a dark, stressful situation to light. Talk in a made-up language. Sing your instructions. Just be unexpected and silly. Be childlike sometimes. Number two is if you can't beat them, join them. When my boys are running through the house like wild animals, I realize that they're not doing it to make me angry. They aren't thinking about me at all as they race through the kitchen screeching. They're thinking about fun, the joy, the excitement that they're feeling at the moment. And for that, I'm often tempted to scold and even punish them. The truly sad thing is that for all of the scolding and reprimands that we can give to stop running or be quiet or settle down, we rarely get a response that's satisfactory. They may stop for a moment, but after they've calmed and walked beyond our sight to the next room, they begin again. However, I've found that if I join with them in the fun and redirect the game to a more appropriate place, the results are more lasting and acceptable. Instead of shaming them, I teach them the proper time and place for rowdy play, and I build our relationship in the process. Number three is do a fire drill. Do you remember those fire drills in grade school? Remember how the teachers used to teach about what to do in case of a fire, and then the principal came on the loudspeaker and announced that there would be a fire drill to practice for the fire protocol that we had learned. The alarm would sound, and off the students would go to meet at the swing set. We can do the same thing in conjunction with situations that start emotional fires in our home. 
Take a few minutes during a a fun family night to talk about situations that often start those fires. Collaborate with the kids to find a word everyone can use as a kind of alarm when the heat starts to rise. Explain that when the alarm sounds, everybody stops. Then decide what each of you will do to put out the fire or other techniques that help you manage the stress a little better. Then practice using the alarm, stopping, and doing what everybody agreed to do. Number four is to set clear boundaries. Parents have needs and desires too. Some of the parenting world would like you to believe that you forfeited those when your kids were born, but it's simply not true or healthy to believe so. However, the responsibility for maintaining personal boundaries is yours. We can't leave it up to our kids. Setting clear boundaries is essential to staying positive and patient with our kids, with others in our life, and with just life in general. For example, I know that kids running through the kitchen irritates and frustrates me, but that they don't do it to make me angry, but they do it for fun and not to drive me crazy. If I first don't have a predetermined boundary set for where that kind of play is okay, and second, don't have some kind of gentle but obvious reminder of that boundary, I'll be continually frustrated and they'll continue to run through the kitchen against my wishes. To set clear boundaries, I can inform them of areas for running versus the no running areas. And then I can put up no running zone signs if I'd like that include three or four options of places they can run. When this boundary is challenged, and it will be, I can simply point to the sign and say, thanks for going to those areas. Number five is use the quick calm technique. If you haven't learned about the quick calm technique yet, download your free audio and a few other tools that are are in the quick calm toolkit. That will help you to internally remain calm and positive no matter what surrounds you. The simple five-step technique in the quick calm toolkit will give you back mental and emotional power as well as calm your body, mind, and emotions. Practicing this and other relaxation and meditation skills on a daily basis can give you the personal awareness you need to actually apply all of the other principles and skills of positive, true parenting. Number six is to give them an alternative that's awesome. Redirection is a powerful tool, but it's most powerful when the alternative options are completely awesome. The best options are the things that you know that your kids love the most. Brainstorm activities that consume your children, the things they love the most, and write them down. When things get out of hand, invite them over to the list and ask them to pick one of those available activities. This can help you to keep your cool and offer solutions while allowing them to pursue something positive as well. And last, number seven, enlist their help. Sometimes it's hard to keep it together, and sometimes we just don't know what to do. And that 
is perfectly okay. We don't have to have all of the answers all of the time. Tell your child how you're feeling with calm and kind words and ask them to help you. Say things like, I need your help. Just that, I need your help, can be a powerful way to get cooperation. Follow it up with a problem-solving sort of question like, what do you think I, you, or we could do to help chill out right now? You may be surprised what they come up with. They often have funny things to say that can help to turn things around. Enlisting their help might also include simply inviting them to join you in a specific responsibility in a positive and purposeful way. The main tools I used in my situation at the dinner table the other night were first, utilizing the quick calm technique, second, looking for the positive and using humor, and third, enlisting my kids' help. I was able to get their attention with a ridiculous song about water spilling on the baby and something about wet pants. They laughed and waited for what came next, so I said, okay, I need some help real quick. Kyler, will you help Emma change her pants? Eli, please wipe up the water for me and I'll grab the baby. In a couple of minutes, things were mellowed out a little, all except the baby was still crying, but in time that came to an end too. And we all survived and without any emotional casualties. So what do you do to stay positive and patient even when things get crazy around you? I would love to hear everybody's reply just about some of the things that you do to bring things back down a notch when they get really crazy in your home. So come on over to trueparenting.net and check out seven ways to stay positive and patient when the kids get crazy and leave a comment. Share with the True Parenting audience what helps you in those times or come on over to facebook.com slash trueparenting and share some of your ideas with us there. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to go to trueparenting.net slash quick calm toolkit and download your free audio of the quick calm technique and a few other resources that will help you to calm yourself, starting with your body and your mind so that you can deal with those situations in a more practical and helpful way. Thank you so much for listening to True Parenting Audio. I appreciate everybody and all you're doing as parents. So good luck in all you do. I hope this was helpful to you and have a great day.